partially it's because we keep what they call doom scrolling, where you scroll and you get more and more sad and depressed, either because of the state of the world or because you're seeing perfect people doing perfect things. None of us are perfect. And it's so much of it is filtered now. So I believe in being as honest as possible so that we can see yeah, we all have challenges, we all have flaws, and we're still here and we're still fighting the good fight. Creative solutions are the best contributions we make. Welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. On the show, it's my job to tease out the creative solutions my guests are coming up with to change the world through creativity, social action, and mindset. I also give you tips and techniques so you can do the same. This episode is brought to you by my class, Meditation for Busy People, where you're going to be able to discover clarity and joy in just five minutes a day. It's also brought to you by the Brain FM app and this podcast host, Podbean. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram or TikTok and check out our shop for merch, music, and musings. The links are all in the show notes. Hey there, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg, and I am super thrilled because we are celebrating today. Today, I can tell you unequivocally that we have released the Meditation for Busy People class. It is out. It has been unleashed into the world. And I am here with my fabulous intern and friend, Peter Rossi. Say hello, Peter. Hi, everyone. How are you? Thank you for having me on, <laughs> Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right now. First of all, Peter, you sound great. And second of all, Thank just you. so you know, Peter is nervous. So when you listen, understand that he's nervous. And he's nervous because I just threw him into the deep end of the pool and went, no, we're not editing. You know I never edit this show. So we're just going to have a chat about what it took to put the class together. And if you hear me misspeak, you know I misspeak all the time. I make a fool of myself. It's okay. Make marvelous mistakes, as I always say. So don't worry about it. Peter's going to sound great. And just remember, I threw him in the deep end of the ocean. So don't don't blame him for anything that I say that's wrong. <laughs> and he'll be just fine. All right, cool. So meditation for busy people. First of all, Peter, what was your thought when I said, you know what, I'm going to put out a class and I want your help? What, what went through your mind? Uh, I was excited. You know, I really like to, to help you with all your marketing uh, needs, I guess the word would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, that's what people are doing now. All creators are making um, products that, that they can take their uh, audience to. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with you. We That's one of the things, like if you have an expertise in something, one of the things that you can do, you, they used to say those who can do, those who can't teach. And I'm here to tell you those who can also teach, right? So we take these, these things that we love. And for me, mindfulness and meditation is a great love, especially when you pair it with creativity. And I always want to, I'm, I'm a natural teacher. I want to teach everybody everything I know. And so when Peter came on board in, in an internship from Pace University, I, I keep throwing him into the deep end. And I said, you know what, let's do this. And one of the things that he said that I love so much, and I'm so grateful for, is that he's happy that he's gotten to do creative work, that it's not just, I want you to send this email, that he's actually getting to do real marketing and real thoughtful 
critique of what we're doing so that we can actually put out a better product for you. Peter, I'd love it if you would chat just a minute about that part of it. Like when you're doing the 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 actual marketing and the and the creative work, what's going through your mind and how are you putting that towards the goal of marketing all of the wacky things that I do, like my books and now my class and and all of the other stuff? I wouldn't say anything really goes through my mind. It's just, um, well, obviously, I guess stuff does go through my mind. <laughs> marketing, but it's not like there's no thought process. I'm just, um, I sit down and I say, okay, well, how can I um, fix or, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How There's can no you thought process? I just I I think of stuff um like like, like uh what would an example be? So for example, you put out the social media for every episode of this show, right? You put out social media and you put together these fabulous little uh, write-ups in social and you create these little videos and you took, for example, you took the main podcast image and you now put videos inside it so that people can see stuff that's going on or can see some writing and all of that's happening. Something inside you is going, I wanna make it better. And I'm wondering other than, okay, I'm getting paid for this, what what kind of creative impulse are you following in order to do that? Um, well, with marketing, you, you want to uh, appeal to your uh, what your what your target audience is. So, mm -hmm. our target audience is probably middle aged women. So, you want to um, put out ads that um, appeal to that demographic, and that's really with all marketing. That's what you want to do. So, that's kind of what I'm thinking when I am doing an Instagram post. Cool, and you know what's interesting? Here's a little tidbit for you. When you put out a Facebook ad, for example, there's a way to get analytics for that Facebook ad. You can actually figure out who's looking at it, what, where they are, what their interests are, all of that. It's, it's data mining at its best, but for someone like me who's a small business who wants to know that information, you can find out who's been looking at your ad. And here's what's interesting. We are marketing it towards women in midlife, and it can be younger than that, but mostly like I would say 35 to 65, roughly. Here's what's interesting. Of the groups of people who are looking at this ad and clicking on the ad and all of that, the vast majority of them are men. They're not women. And so there's something for us to learn here is that when you're doing this kind of work, you need to be checking very carefully what your results are because you may be marketing it. You may be thinking, well, my demographic is a woman who's in her 40s, who's working really hard and who might really be stressed out and might want to have a class that's that's for busy people that will help her meditate, will help her get stress relief, that will help her do all of this stuff. But it turns out the people who are responding most are men who are probably, who have some of those same attitudes, but they're not women, right? So it's really interesting that as we develop these products as entrepreneurs, as creatives, as artists, as you develop services or products for people, you wanna keep an open mind, I think, as far as who is 
working your stuff, who is looking at it, who is responding to it, because who you think may be responding to it may not be who's responding to it. And so the question then becomes, do you change what you're doing to keep going after the demographic you initially wanted, or do you double down on who's actually responding? What do you think, Peter? Um, well, yeah, I think you double down on who's responding. So if it's men, then you want to change it towards men. And, and so so here's the thing, though. Do you change it? If it's already, I mean, if, if we looked at the little graph that showed us who's, the, I mean, huge, huge difference between the number of men who've looked at it and the number of women. And so maybe they're responding to it because our marketing was actually marketing towards men all the time, or more men are interested in stress relief and stress management and developing a mindfulness practice than women are. It's these are the kinds of things when you're marketing, when you're looking at classes, when you're looking at the things that you want to create to serve your audience, you need to check in with them. So one of the things that I recommend and now I know is a check in with the results of any ads you put up on any social media or anywhere else if you can find those results. But B, check in with your audience. Super important to find out what your audience wants. Maybe the women who are my audience were like, no, I'm fine when it comes to that stuff. What I really want is some self-care routines. So here's what I did with that. I went, okay, I created a handbook that is, it's, it's literally called the Mindful Self-Care Handbook. That is what I called it. And, it and, and the subtitle is Cultivating Inner Balance in a Hectic World. So it's sort of a companion to this class. But at the same time, one of the things that we need to do is go, okay, do I need to diversify my product a little bit so that as I'm creating this suite of products for getting people mindful and creative, which is, you know, my ultimate goal, as I'm creating these things, I need to look at what is working and what isn't and keep keep looking at and testing what I'm doing and what Peter's helping me with. So what you're what you what I encourage you to take away from this is is that you can't just create and go and throw it out into the world. You do need to see who's responding, who's interacting with it and and Instagram and Facebook and all of that stuff, they give you those analytics. So you are well served to check in with those. All right, cool. So let's move on. How are you doing, Peter? Doing great. Okay, cool. So here's the thing. Here's something that I did also. I'm a musician. And I in, in when I was creating the the video introductory video for the class in Canva, I used music from Canva. Now one of the things you want to be careful of for example, when you're doing all of this kind of course creation is is copyright infringement. Now, I own a Canva Pro, so I'm allowed to use the music. But then as soon as you use the music, you start getting these little pop up things that say, are you sure you're not infringing on someone's copyright? And I'm like, well, I bought the Pro version, so I shouldn't be. But I went, you know what, instead of trying to push it through and hope that I don't get a copyright inf infringement claim. Eventually, I'm just, you know what, I'm just going to take the music, throw out that one, and I recorded my own on some Native American flute. And that was my decision to do. And it sounds a little bit like this. And why I did that was because now I can do anything I want and I'm not going to infringe on anybody else's copyright. I can just do what I feel like with that video. And so, in fact, as I was waiting for Peter to get on this 
podcast episode with me, I went ahead and got that, put the audio on, and now it's up on YouTube. And I think I'm going to put the link to the YouTube video in the show notes so that you can see the video itself, all of the all of the branding, like my logos on there, all of the things I wanted to say, and that the new music is there. And it's just some really beautiful Native American flute that's very meditative and it sounds good, but it doesn't give anybody any reason to ever claim copyright infringement because it's mine because I <laughs> I wrote it I created it and if somebody else used it then I could go after them not that I ever would because I, I believe creativity should be shared but uh, but this is something for us to think about that when you're creating a course when you're creating any kind of product you need to be looking at what are all of the different facets and factors that come into it so you heard the music Peter what did you think of it well it was good it sounds very uh meditative <laughs> relaxes you. um i'm a musician myself i play the guitar um so um uh, coming from me it's uh it's i don't know is it yeah. better no i won't that's uh, i absolutely will not and and the reason is the reason i don't edit is because the podcast got into the fourth edition of podcasting for dummies in the slice of life section so basically what you hear is what's happening and the reason is because i believe in being authentic and transparent in pretty much everything i do i don't necessarily i'm not necessarily going to tell you how much i weigh but i will tell you pretty much everything else so so that's the thing. We we all should be more honest. We're, there's so many people, I think, right now who are uh, social media fatigued. And partially it's because we keep what they call doom scrolling, where you scroll and you get more and more sad and depressed, either because of the state of the world or because you're seeing perfect people doing perfect things. None of us are perfect. And it's so much of it is filtered now. So I believe in being as honest as possible so that we can see yeah, we all have challenges, we all have flaws, and we're still here and we're still fighting the good fight. So let's let's talk about music and you. You said earlier, Peter, that you practice guitar an hour or two a day. And if you could do anything with guitar, what would you do? I like to improvise. Every night I go up and I find a backing track online and I just improvise to it. I like to make my own music. I think learning a slave, like a regular song is... Uh, it's fun, but it gets boring after a while because you're trying to like get every note perfect. So for mm. me, I like to just kind of make my own music and it changes every night depending on how you feel. So that's super cool. I really like that. I I'm, I improvise on, on violin. I don't improvise on guitar unless I'm in an alternate tuning. Like I, if I'm in dad, gad or CGC, GCE, which is one of my favorite tunings, then I'll improvise. But if I'm in EADGBE, as they call it, E-A-D-G-B-E, I don't improvise. It's too, the chords are too rigid for me and I sort of am stuck in, in playing with them. I know lots of guitarists who do and my hat is off to you that you do that. And we were talking before we started recording this episode about the fact that you also play the alto saxophone, which is awesome. Yeah. It's my favorite. And you said you started when you were really young. What do you play on that? Um, Mostly like concert band stuff because I played in my school's concert band and now mm. I play in the uh, the Pace Pep Band, which is like a band for sports games. We play when Pace scores a touchdown, which doesn't happen very often. So we don't play. We don't play. You don't often. play that often. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, insult intended to Pace is no. athletics. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys are great. <laughs> um, Yay team! 
And I, I do, I was in my high school's jazz band too. So a little jazz, but basic jazz stuff, mostly concert band. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I remember when I, I played an orchestra when I was a kid and the band would have to go outside in the heat or the, the rain or the whatever and play. And we'd be like, we're sitting in the auditorium, we're playing our violins. And uh, and they we were not liked by, <laughs> by the people who were the who were the dance band or the concert band. They did not. They were not thrilled with us. But oh, well. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, it's so interesting to me. I, I was talking to you about this before we started recording the episode and i just love this my favorite thing that my old boyfriend john shout out to john jacob the the, the best thing he did for me ever was he uh, he knew that i loved the alto saxophone he knew that i loved the song harlem nocturne which is one of my favorites one of the best songs ever and it's played on alto horn and so he rented me an alto saxophone and bought me four private lessons with a saxophone player and so i can do nothing else on the alto saxophone, but I can play Harlem Nocturne, probably still to this day, because I did nothing but play that for four weeks straight, and it was awesome. So repetition will stick with you. That's one of the things, consistency and repetition. And I talk about that in the class, actually. So there's there's something to be said for developing a pattern and a routine and a habit. No matter what that habit is, if you develop it, you will be able to maintain it for the rest of your life. So let us move on, actually, because I did want to talk some about... Uh, you know, how I made the class. And the reason I wanted to do that is because I aim to bring you value when you're listening to this. And if you are an entrepreneur or a creative and you want to teach what you know, it's really a great thing. So there's Udemy, there's uh, Kajabi. I love New Zendler because they make it super easy to make a class. And to me, it's pretty intuitive. And so I, I'm i a member there. And if you go to the, the link, you'll see it says New Zendler. If you go to the link to the, to the class. And this is the first of many, by the way. Uh, one thing I have to tell you that... Um, <coughs> ooh, coughing, sorry. Uh, one thing I have to tell you is that there were... I, I did a survey among my among my listeners and among uh, the people who are on my mailing list. And I said, which do you want? Do you want stress management through meditation and mindfulness? Or do you want to actually learn about uh, functional tarot, which is the deck I released? It was my pandemic project. And what's interesting about it is it was almost half and half, but more people were like, you know what? We're coming out of COVID. Things are pretty stressful. Do that and then do the tarot class later. And so this is the first of a number of classes that are going to be coming out. I'm going to be working on the functional tarot class, basically how to use it to gain insight and to build and boost your creativity and to really get into some of the psychology and some of the human condition aspects of the class. Uh, I mean, of the tarot that's going to be coming next. But this is the first one I wanted to hit the ground running and get this done. And I wanted to make it as easy as possible. So one of the things that I can tell you is the class is only $29.99. And we've got some really fun bonuses. And so one of the things that we're doing is you know that I'm an author, you know that I've written a bunch of books. Peter will be monitoring this over the next week. If you these are the bonuses, and I just want to tell you. If you head over to at Creative Solutions Podcast on Instagram and you follow and you comment with which one of my books you'd want, and that's basically any of them, but get your stuff done because that one's not available as an ebook, and you tag a friend, you can win a copy of the book you mentioned. So that's one of the super, super fun bonuses. And uh, one of the other things that we're going to do is we're also going to give away a free registration 
to the course. So if someone is already on the mailing list, they will win a free registration to the class. So if you're already on the mailing list, you, you are eligible to win and we're gonna do the drawing right here on this episode right now. And then um, if you do more, then you go ahead and you sign on to the mailing list this week. We're gonna do another one on next Friday's episode, July 14th. I'm gonna draw another person from the mailing list who's gonna win a copy of the meditation class. So that's that's another thing. and. One of the other things that you can do is to sign up on the mailing list. There's a beautiful little breath break video. It's 30 seconds. And if you sign up for the mailing list by getting the breath break video and the links are all in the show notes, if you do that, then you're going to also be eligible to win the Meditation for Busy People class this coming Friday when I do the drawing at Friday's uh, Friday's Vegan Life Solutions podcast episode. So I wanted to sort of talk through that a little bit and also talk you, talk you through the last bonus. And this is super fun. One of the things that I mentioned earlier is the Mindful Self-Care Handbook. Well, the handbook comes free if you register for the class between now and Friday. And it becomes an ebook on Friday. So it's gonna be an ebook on Amazon starting on Friday, but if you register for the class now, you get it for free. And it's it's so chock full of stuff that you can do uh, to, to sort of be more, to be more mindful, to do more self-care for yourself, but none of it takes a long time, right? This is stuff that is designed to be pretty fast because I know we're all running, running, running. And I feel like this whole thing is a little bit of a gateway drug, you know? Like if you start meditating for five minutes, eventually you'll go to six minutes, to seven, to eight, to 10, and maybe you'll even get to 20 minutes a day, but you don't have to. Even five minutes do an amazing, amazing amount to sort of get your mind to a place where you're just present, right? One of the things that I really want to do with the book and with the class is I do want to help you cultivate that inner balance because it, things are hectic. And when we're worried, when we're nervous, we, we need somewhere where we can go, even if it's only in our minds, where we can get a sense of peace, right? That's the whole point is I want to help you cultivate mindfulness and find peace and embrace serenity and that's really <laughs> that's it and so if you if you want to win the raffle and get the get the course for free you can do that uh if you want to follow the creative solutions podcast on instagram you can win one of my ebooks provided you tag a friend and give me a title all the titles of the books that are eligible are in the show notes so you can go there and copy and paste and i i wanted to know what to do here. And so that's that's what I did, right, as far as making the class. So I'm going to shift gears again. I know this episode's a little all over the place, but that's okay because I'm a little all over the place. Shout out to my friend Kitty Akichinakis, who, who actually has a podcast that I help her, helped her start called She's All Over the Place. <laughs> and she's fabulous. And I'm super, listen to her stuff. It's really great, particularly if you are an actor or a model or a performer. She's got some really great guests and some really great content. All right, let's move on. I do wanna talk to, to sort of really emphasize, if you will, that we feel like we're too busy and things are too hectic to devote time to our own well-being, And so that's why I decided to make it super easy to get on the on-ramp. And I broke the whole class down into 
three meditations, breath, focus, and creative visualization. And the thing that I wanted to do, because I wanted to make it super easy, was these don't take forever, right? The actual meditation videos take only five minutes. So you can do them first thing, and you can download either the MP3 of me talking you through the meditation or the transcript of each part of it if you want to read it. Why? Because I wanted to, again, when you're creating, when you're a creator and you're creating a class, you need to follow from your audience what they want. And most people are like, I don't have time to dedicate 20 minutes to an hour to meditation every day. I just don't have time. And I'm like, great, five minutes. Give five minutes and let's see what happens. So I wanted to give, you know, after doing my research, I wanted to make it as easy as possible. And Peter actually went through the whole class and he was like, yeah, I found it relaxing, which is awesome. So let me ask you, Peter, what did you think of the class? Oh, it was a 10 out of 10. Uh, (laughs) I'm not paying him to say that. No, I'm kidding. No, no, it's perfect for... um, the type of people we're targeting we're targeting busy people that don't have time to meditate so uh, it does that job phenomenally i think um each video is about five minutes um which is probably the amount of time most busy people would have to uh, devote to meditating and uh as you said there's the three types of meditations there's the visual there's the uh breath and the third one <laughs> the focus and Isolde has a very very good voice so it relaxes it relaxes you quickly and i think i could probably use that right now <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so take a deep breath peter inhale two three or, right. I, that's that's the thing. One of the things that I a, a lot of people when they review the podcast say that your voice is so soothing. I could listen to you all day. And I'm like, that's awesome. I hope you enjoyed the content, too. But I thank you for the compliment about my voice. So so anyway, let's move on <laughs> before I embarrass myself. So here's the thing. This whole thing is made as easy as possible. I tried to make it accessible. So when you're creating your course, you're going to want to make things downloadable. You're going to want to give the transcripts. Why? Because, you know, ADA compliance is the right thing to do, right? You want to make it as accessible as possible for all the people who uh, might need a different way of accessing. Some people are not big readers, for example. Some people have, uh, some people are blind or deaf or whatever. You want to give them multiple on-ramps when you're creating the course so that they can access it. And then the next thing is me being me as an educator, I also added assessments, right? I always want to see the delta. I always want to see what is the difference between before you started and after you finished each meditation. So in the class, I have assessments. There's a beginning assessment, pre-meditation, and there's a post-assessment afterwards. And then you can see the difference and you can tell what is happening, right? That's so important because when we're doing this work, this mindfulness work, we want to sort of be present, but also you want to make sure that you're tweaking it so that it's working for you. And if the breathing meditation doesn't work for you, although I don't know how it wouldn't because breath is life, but maybe the focusing will, or maybe transcendental meditation will, or maybe something else will. But the more you know, the more you know, A, what you don't want, and B, the more you know what you do want. And so these assessments will help you like that. I did, I don't feel that different. And maybe I can try the meditation again and see if I can do the pre and post assessment. Or maybe this isn't the meditation for me and that's okay. 
And then when you're creating a class, you also want to include uh, bonus videos and worksheets and things like that so that they can do them if and when they have time, your students can actually access all of that stuff and learn even more. So I wanted to go real quickly through the step-by-step of how to create an online class. And this is one of these sort of how I did it, what needed to happen, and just you're going to just hear me say all the guy, all the steps I took. So first, determine the specific objectives you want to achieve with your online course. Second, identify your target audience and you consider their needs and preferences and their level of experience and uh, sort of thoughts about meditation and mindfulness. Step two, plan the course structure and content. So you want to create a detailed outline of the course, including the topics and the subtopics you're going to cover. And for me, that was going to be okay. I was going to start with three meditations. One is on breath, one is on focus, one is on creative visualization. And I'm going to do an introductory video that talks a little bit about which one of these you're doing. And it introduces the concepts that you are going to go through as you do the meditation. And those are sometimes a little bit longer than five minutes, but the actual meditations, the ones that you'll use day in and day out are only five minutes long. And then you want to decide on the number and duration of video lessons. And, And you sort of have to keep in mind everybody's attention span is lower, which is one of the reasons I did it five minutes. But also I wanted this introductory course to be something that was accessible, as accessible as possible. It's one of the reasons, frankly, it's priced so darn low is because I I don't want finances to be a barrier to entry. I don't want the amount of time you have to be a barrier to entry. I want to make it as easy as possible for you to be in that place where you feel peaceful and happy and mindful. And as my friend Alan Fessenden, shout out to Alan, said, yeah, Isolde, and if more of us are mindful and peaceful, then the world will become a better place. And I went, heck yeah. So there you go. All right. So I then structured the course to include introductory videos, meditation practice videos, concluding thoughts, and then the surveys, the pre and post assessment surveys, and the worksheets that you can fill out that will help you make progress in your meditation journey. The next step was to prepare the actual videos themselves. So I had to write the scripts or the outlines. I wrote outlines and then I wrote scripts for each of those to make sure that they were brief and also clear because I wanted this to be, again, as easy as possible so that no one was going, what the heck is she talking about? And instead was able to follow it along. And then I set up my space, um, essentially my usual space. And I am very lucky that I have a phenomenal shotgun microphone that lets me, uh, it basically records only me. And when my upstairs neighbor's son is very loud, Sometimes I have to stop recording, but most of the time it's really very good quality. And so, yay. So a quiet space, a well-lit space, and then get a high quality camera. And one of the things that I recommend, there are a couple of different cameras you can use. Frankly, I used my iPhone camera and it worked really well. And I used a, the a, an app called Teleprompter, which I love because it lets you record and it the script goes right next to the camera the little camera hole itself. So I got great quality video and I still look like I'm looking at the camera. That's a little tip for me to you if you're developing a class. You don't want to be looking off screen in order to be able to uh, know what you're going to say. The background, for me, it's my little black wall. You might have a different one. I recommend don't use a fake background. Those are still not great digitally. So hang a sheet if you need to, hang a poster if you need to, do something 
and then build rapport with your students and and be authentic, be engaging, be your best self when you're on camera. Because if you're not, boy, are people not not going to they're not going to they're not going to want to hang out with you. Right. So you want to do something that's going to be very easy for them to enjoy and to learn from. Then I designed the pre and post assessment and I wanted to gauge people's sort of place of feeling. Where where are you right now? What is going on with you? Are you stressed? Are you feeling unfocused? You know, what is your level of focus right now? What is your level of stress right now? What is your level of being able to imagine the things that you want to bring into your life? And so I actually went ahead and created these. And essentially, they're the same questions pre and post, but you do the first one. And then after you do the meditation, you do the second one. And then you get to see if there are any differences. And seeing that delta, often if you if you didn't do a pre-assessment, you don't notice the difference, but you can tell the difference. The numbers don't lie. You can tell the difference. Oh, I said I was really stressed out on a scale of one to 10 or one to nine. I said I was a three and now I'm like a six. There is a difference. And that's the point. It doesn't have to be a one to nine. Now I'm like Zen, like the Buddha. Instead, you might have just a little incremental improvement you might have none, but chances are you'll have at least some, but you can build on that. And that's the point. And then to build the worksheets, you want to align the worksheets with each lesson so that the student that's coming to you to learn is going to be able to deepen their understanding and apply what they learn. And then, you know, you want to design visually appealing and user-friendly materials that complement the video content. I, I have Canva Pro, and I think I might still be an affiliate with Canva, but I don't have a link. So eh, that's that's part of my mindfulness. I need to get more mindful about that sort of stuff. But the point is you can do Canva for free and you can design these materials that are going to look beautiful and be engaging and invite people in and have them complement the video content. And make sure that your worksheets offer actionable exercises and techniques and reflection prompts and practical tips to enhance the learning experience. And then you, you there are learning management systems you can do. I, as I said, use New Zendler. There are other ones like Teachable and others. And for me, I love New Zendler in part because I got on the ground floor, but in part because frankly, the way they set it up makes sense in my brain, so I'm able to use it. Use what makes sense in your brain and what you can afford. Frankly, Kajabi's too expensive for me, so I, never, I, I bought it. I actually bought a subscription one year because I got a real break at a conference I was at, and the next year I was like, it's too much money, and New Zendler isn't, and I'm like, that's what I'm going to keep doing it. All right, cool. So the next step, step seven now, you record and you edit the video lessons. So you're going to follow the scripts or the outlines and record your introduction, the practice videos. For me, they were the meditation practice videos and your concluding thoughts. And then you're going to edit the videos. Now, the beautiful thing about Canva Pro, again, is you can edit the videos right there and you have access to gorgeous visuals. If you don't need the extra visuals and you want to edit it yourself, if you have a Mac, you can use iMovie. I don't really know what you need on a PC. But there are, you know, if you, there's also Final Cut, there's all sorts of <laughs> Adobe Premiere. There's a lot, there's a lot of different ones. For me, I use Canva or I use Final Cut Pro X and I love them both. Uh, Final Cut Pro X I had to pay for, but it's less and less expensive. And iMovie is almost identical to Final Cut Pro X now. And it comes with a Mac. So if you have a Mac, you can just use it and edit 
really professional looking videos that look amazing, that sound amazing. And that's the point. So you want to edit the videos and remove any unnecessary pauses or errors or distractions. And here's the thing for me, I specifically had pauses because I wanted people to take time to breathe and I don't want to go now breathe for the next few minutes and we're done. Right. So I, instead I deliberately included pauses. So know what your focus is, know what your intent is for every lesson so that you can make it work in a way that's going to work for the class and so that your students will get better results. And you want to have visuals and graphics and all of that. Do what you need to do to make it accessible, engaging, and as much as possible, fun to learn. Super important. And then you're going to upload everything and you're going to organize your course content. I love New Zendler for this. I'm not an affiliate with them, by the way. I just love how they organized everything. You, It's very WYSIWYG, right? It's very like it's there. What you see is what you get. You can do it. You can organize everything. You upload everything, the, the surveys, the worksheets, the respective modules, and then make it easy to navigate and accessible to your students. And then you're going to test it. So you're going to get a small group of people to go through and give you feedback. And you're going to make any necessary adjustments based on the feedback to improve the experience for your students. And once you're confident in the quality, you're going to launch it. And for me, again, that's today. Woohoo! And then you're going to promote it. And so part of this episode is to talk you through what I did. And part of it is, yeah, I'd love it if you'd buy the class. I'm going to be very honest with you. There's, you know, the class is, I think, helpful and it's fast and it's, let's call it what it is. It's incredibly inexpensive because I wanted everybody who can or who wants to, to be able to. Anyway, and then I want to engage with my students. And this is the last thing. You want to engage with people. So if you're taking the class and you have questions, I want you to feel free to contact me. And the last bonus that we have for you for this week is that anybody who registers for the class this week is going to get on an exclusive Zoom call with me where we're going to go through and do a beautiful extended meditation to abundance and joy together. I'm going to lead it and I'm going to answer any of your questions. We're probably shooting for that probably for the beginning of August, but I really want to encourage you to get the class this week because then you can get in on that and it's going to be it's going to be a huge 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 video. I'm very excited about it. Okay. Uh, I mean, a huge class, my brain, my brain, it's, it's leaking out my ears. It happens sometimes anyway. So yeah, when, when you do this, the last steps or the ongoing steps, I should say, you're going to want to respond to people's inquiries. You're going to want to provide timely feedback on, on anything that someone asks you. So don't wait. Oh, I'm not going to do it today. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Respond to the people and you can gather the feedback you get from people and then use it to refine and enhance the course content and delivery or to do an expanded class or to do an advanced version of the class. After the functional tarot class, I'm going to do another meditation class where I'm going to take another three types of meditation and do the same thing. And we're going to keep doing that because what meditation works for me might not work for you. And I want to give you the opportunity to develop that mindfulness practice as much and as quickly as possible so that we become all more mindful, more happy, more compassionate. That's how it is. So it there's a, there's a fine line for me that I walked. I wanted to create a course that, that was balanced between simplicity and effectiveness and accessibility, sort of on a three-tiered plane. And you want to evaluate and improve the course based on the feedback you're getting and the emerging 
trends in the field. Now, there are not that many emerging trends. Who knows what AI is going to do? But with with dedication and attention to detail, your course is going to positively impact the lives of everybody who's looking to find whatever it is they're looking to find that you teach. And that's the point is that you wouldn't be trying to do a course unless you want to really impart your wisdom, impart what you know to help people. And to me, mindfulness and meditation are the gateway to inner peace, but it's also, they're also a gateway to outer peace. They let us really change who we are from the inside out and how we react and respond and interact with everyone around us. And to me, if the world is a more kind and compassionate place because we're all more mindful and meditative, that is the measure of success, honestly. So that is how I did it. That is what I did. The course is out. I hope that you go and register right now. And it's not, by the way, you're not, you're going to see me in the course, but what you're not going to see is um, like a live me. I'm there, I'm on video, but it's not a, on Tuesday at 8 p.m. we're all meeting to talk. That will be one exclusive webinar in beginning of August for anybody who registers for the class this week. The class is a do it at your own pace. And I love those kinds of classes because I, I can't always make someone's webinar at 2 p.m. Central Time or whatever. So you want to do it in a way that works for you. And everybody's course is different, but those are some of the best practices. Peter, you've listened patiently to all of this. Do you have anything to add to the things that I just said? Uh, there's also that handbook that you're selling with the course too. Yeah, uh, I, I did. You forgot to mention that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't forget. It's the, the uh, that that one is the mindful self-care handbook. I talked about it, but that's okay. It's, I talked about it way long time ago. <laughs> I yeah, I talked about it early in the episode, but that's okay. I do not mind talking about it again. Um, so per Peter's instruction, I'm going to say that one of the things that I really wanted to do is if you get the class this week, you get this handbook, the Mindful Self-Care Handbook, and it's this little subtitle is Cultivating Inner Balance in a Hectic World. And it's it's there with lots of tips and tricks on becoming more mindful, like how do you take technology breaks? How do you create a more mindful space in your home? All of these different things are there and they're not designed to be difficult to do. They're designed to be very easy to implement and helpful. And if you get the course this week before July 14th, 2023, you will get this self-care handbook sent to you. If you get it after, it becomes an ebook on Amazon starting July 14th. So I encourage you, if you want it for free, uh, you can get it there. And and uh, luckily, people who are seeing the cover are going, oh, I love the cover, which makes me very happy. Uh, so, so there, yes, I did talk about it, but I'm happy, happy, happy to talk about it again. And without further ado, let's go ahead and choose the winner of the free course registration. Are you ready? Here we go. And the email address and the name, actually it's gonna be the name of the person. I've got a random number here from Google and the number is 59 on the mailing list. And that winner is, hang on, let me look, let me look. Dawn, Dawn, you are the winner. I'm going to email you. Congratulations. I'll email you the registration coupon. You have won a free registration to 
Meditation for busy people. Congratulations, Dawn. All right. So we worked really hard to get this episode together for you. And Peter, I want to thank you for joining me and sort of getting thrown into the deep end of the of the ocean there and and being part of this and also for being part of the the work that we're doing here. It's not easy, but it is a heck of a lot of fun. And I wanted to tell you that you're doing a great job. And so I'm grateful to you for the work that you're doing. If you have questions about the class or if you have questions about anything that's going on that I'm working on, I would love to hear from you. There is a link in the show notes called SpeakPipe. You can leave me a voicemail. And if you have a comment about the show or you want to be included, leave a voicemail. It becomes a little MP3 when I get it. And immediately I can upload it right into the show and you can be on the podcast in a little message. So if you have something to say, I would be very happy to hear it. And if it's pertinent to what I'm talking about, I will put it right on the show, which I think is, it's a lot of fun. All right, cool. Give me a second to collect my thoughts because they just went out of my head. Oh yeah, that's right. If you register for the course, you get all those bonuses. If you follow the podcast on Instagram, you get perhaps uh, a copy of one of my books and Peter's going to be the person sort of administering that. So that's very exciting for both of us. And I hope that you check out the class. And if you, if you have if you have questions, let me know. If you have questions about how to create a course, if I can answer them, let me know. I would be delighted to hear from you. You know how to do it. All the links are in the show notes. And I'm super grateful that you've been here. Thank you so much. And until next time, this is Isolde Trachtenberg and... Peter Rossi. And we say thank you so much for joining us for this celebratory episode of getting the podcast class out, the meditation class. Until next time, as always, I remind you to be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in. Thank you.